Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good afternoon, folks. You're listening to Soho Radio. My name is Jim Sklavunos. My guest on today's show is distinguished man of letters, Mr. Richard Thomas. Richard is co-founder of the Larn Weekend, the annual literary and arts festival held in the town of Larn in West Wales each spring. Richard is also an organizer and prime mover behind the Penderin Music Book Prize. Sponsored by the Welsh whiskey producer Penderin, it is the only UK-based book prize specifically for music titles, now in its eighth year. Richard and I will be talking about each of the 2023 Penderin nominees, and we will be playing musical selections inspired by each of the books nominated. Dylan Thomas, who spent some considerable time in Larne himself, described it as the strangest town in Wales. So in keeping with today's theme, I'm going to play a recording of Dylan Thomas reciting his work entitled Larne. That will be followed by another Dylan Thomas piece, set to music by fellow Welshman John Cale. It's an adaptation of Dylan Thomas's poem, Lie Still, Sleep, Be Calmed. The piece is taken from Cale's 1989 album, Words for the Dying, and was produced by Brian Eno. So here we go, a bit of Dylan Thomas, followed immediately by my interview with Richard Thomas about the 2023 Pendrin Music Book Prize. Off and on, up and down, high and dry, man and boy, I've been living now for 15 years or centuries in this timeless, beautiful, balmy, birth spellings town. In this far, forgetful, important place of herons, cormorants, known here as Billy Duckers, castle, churchyard, gulls, ghosts, geese, feuds, scares, scandals, cherry trees, mysteries, jackdaws in the chimneys, bats in the belfry, skeletons in the cupboards, pubs, mud, cockles, flatfish, curlews, rain, and human, often all too human And though still very much a foreigner, I am... You shall obey. Good afternoon, uh, folks. This is Soho Radio. My name is Jim Sklavunas. My guest in the studio today is Richard Thomas, and he is going to talk to us about the 2023 Pendrin Music Book Prize, and we're going to review all the uh, amazing books that appeared on the long list, the short list, and maybe I can pry the actual winner out of Richard this this afternoon. you, You might be able to. Okay. So, Richard, what is Penderin and what is the Penderin uh, Music Book Prize? Right. Penderin is a Welsh whiskey which has been going for probably the best part of 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And a very fine whiskey. It's a very fine whiskey. I know we've both sampled it on occasions, Jim. What happened? I've been doing the Larn uh, sort of arts festival, Litwin Arts Festival in Wales mm-hmm. for the last 16 years. 
Right. And I was having a drink with John, who works at Penderin, in the uh, beer garden in Brown's Hotel in Larne. I think we'd been doing Larne for about four or five years then. It was quite established. Are you from Wales? I'm from Wales, yeah. I'm from about 30 miles away from Larne. Mm -hmm. And how did you get involved with the Larne Literary Festival? Is it called the Larne Weekend? It's called the Larne Weekend. What happened was I'd been employed to do literary stages in various festivals in Manchester, the Latitude Festival, and I'd always fancied doing my own festival. And I'm at home. It's around Christmas time. TV is on, but I'm not really watching it. And the actor Neil Morrissey comes on doing an ad for some like B&Q or some <laughs> something like that he was doing uh -huh. ads for at the time. And at that time... Neil Morrissey had invested quite a lot of money in hotels and pubs in Larne. And I suddenly thought, Larne, that's the place to do a literary festival. And my uncle had kept a pub there from 41 to 67, was a very close friend of Dylan Thomas who lived in Larne, was mm -hmm. one of Dylan's funeral bearers. And I knew the town quite well. And I then ran to the computer to check out on accommodation within a five, six-mile radius. Mm -hmm. It had a big travel lodge about four miles away and various other little ons and ends. And I thought, yeah, let's do it. Let's do this festival in Lund. So if it hadn't been for that TV advert, I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> Who featured in the uh, first festival, uh, if you can remember? Yeah, the first one was various dubious Welshmen like Howard Marks and uh, Keith Allen. Uh, we had authors like Patrick McCabe, uh, Don Letts came down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a fairly good mixture of people. The uh, next one is imminent. This show is actually running after the uh, festival. Who is on the roster this time? We've got John Cooper-Clark, uh, Lyndon Crazy Johnson, Chris Stifford. We've also got Bonnie Garmus, who's number one in the uh, book-selling charts at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, there's all sorts yeah, of people. Yeah, that sounds there. great. Okay, so back to the uh, Pandaren. Uh, so myself um, and John from Pandaren were having a drink in the beer garden Brown's Hotel in Lawn, and he said something like, what are your future plans? And I go, well, I've got this feeling about doing a music book prize. There were book prizes for just about every genre you could think of apart from music. Mm -hmm. And John goes, well, Stephen, the CEO of Pandaren, is a huge music fan, and I think we could be up for sponsoring it. Mm-hmm. He arranged a meeting with Stephen a week or so afterwards. And, you know, CEOs of big companies, you don't expect them to say things like, oh, you had one of my heroes in Lawn a few weeks ago. <laughs> I said, ah, yeah, who's that? And he goes, Robert Wyatt. Hmm. And I thought, mm, yeah, we're on the right track here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we started it. It's very small, but the competition gets better and better every year. Yeah. Now, I mean, the standard of music books in the last 10 years has really shot up. The first one was run by Mark Livingston on his Beatles book. He won easily with no competition. I think the second one was John Savage in his 1966 book, which is, again, a fairly easy winner. Mm -hmm. This year, the six judges have chosen five different books as their best book. <laughs> right. And the winner is a clear but narrow winner. I think the other five books are more or less equal second. All right. Let's review everything that was entered into the book awards this year, if we may. 
Far away, Jim. I'm looking at the ones that didn't make the short list. They were the ones on the uh, 2023 long list. And first one that comes up, which was a beautiful, beautiful book, P.P. Arnold, Soul Survivor, yeah. the autobiography by P.P. Arnold, the uh, singer. You know, everyone remembers her for the first gutters of deepest and singing with the small faces. But, you know, she sang with a KLF. Mm-hmm. She's appeared on West End stage. I was astounded to see that her roots went back to Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah, Ike and Tina Turner. She started in, in, yeah. in, in the Iquettes. What an amazing career. Yeah, it's an amazing career. You know, it just goes on and on and on. There's always and, something interesting she's doing all the and time. And really wonderful that everybody's kind of picked up on her again. And, yeah. And she She's back in the media. Yeah. Yeah. She did a couple of shows at the Jazz Cafe recently and had a five-star review with the Daily Telegraph. Yeah, and she was over at the uh, announcement of the shortlist. Yes, yes, she was. Did you talk to her? Yes, I I did. I did. Next on the list, I enjoyed this quite a bit because I have to uh, give full disclosure here. I was one of the judges, <laughs> one of the troublemakers. Uh, I en- quite enjoyed the Rickenbacker guitars yeah. out of the frying pan into the fire glow by Martin Kelly, author, Paul Kelly, author and photographer, and Ron O'Keefe, editor. It's a beautiful-looking book. I'm not a guitarist, but right. you, know, you just Neither look at that and you go, wow. Yeah. You know, this is a real labor of love. Yeah. Yeah, the two guitarists who are on the judging panel thought of it very highly. Yeah, yeah. They're like a classic. Yes. Like a whole legacy of artists. Yeah. Let's see, the next one on my list, a personal strong favorite, Some New Kind of Kick. Yeah, kid's book. An old, old friend of us both. Well, yeah, you know, I've known kids, oh God, it's almost 40 years, it's probably a bit bit longer for you. Yeah, yeah. One of the amazing things about the book, you know, reading it and kid goes on, but how I found him a place to live in London. (laughs) Might be true. The very first time I met him, he was visiting New York for the first time. He was like, he was a kid. He was like a teenager. And we had this terrible, like, sort of cubbyhole in the hallway next to the bathroom yeah. that we knocked some plywood and, you know, timber up on. And that was a bed of sorts. It was more like a coffin. Yeah. I invited Kid to drop by and stay there while he was in New York because he was living in Los Angeles at the time. It was one of his first times in New York and forgot all about it. And then the next morning, uh, stumbled into uh, the bathroom and I see his little feet sticking out of the top of the the uh, cubby hole. <laughs> He's weaved in and out of my life yeah. ever since. Yeah, that's a beautiful book, beautifully told. Kid never has a bad word to say about anybody. No, he's, uh, <laughs> he's a very nice man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see now. What's next on the list? Access All Areas, another friend of mine, a backstage pass through 50 years of music and culture by the uh, publicist Barbara Sharon. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Barbara, you know, she's worked with Madonna for the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. 
We won't hold that against her. No, no. You know, she's worked with Elvis Costello and R.E.M. Yeah. and Robert Plant. An amazing array of major yeah, artists. Yeah, amazing array. I'm sure she's held a few stories back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you want to be discreet uh, yes. as a publicist. I'm sure she could do a great book when and if she ever retires. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I quite enjoyed it, but yeah, reading between the lines, it's, there's a lot that she is holding back, clearly. Barbara, where is that book, The Tell-All? Okay, another one. Pride, Pop, and Politics, Music, Theater, and LGBT Activism, 1970 through 2022 by Daryl W. Bullock. Yeah, Daryl actually won the uh, Pandarian Prize last year for his book on uh, gay music managers, which is something that no one had ever written about before. Mm -hmm. And with this book, he tries to put the entire gay community and music and how important it is, was... So get a good book. I thought there was a book that I maybe even read at your place several years ago when I stayed at your place. Right. That's going back 20 odd years now. Yeah, but I think it was about the early days of the music business in the UK, and it went in a great deal about, like, the first couple of chapters were very much about uh, various gay music managers. Oh, Star Makers and Svengali's by Johnny Rogan, I'm which sure. I think is about the managers, <clears throat> managers from the 50s up until the early 80s. Yes, Star Makers yeah. and Svengali's. Yeah. yeah, and this new book, very timely topic, of course. Daryl Bullock, that, it puts it all in, in place in, in one book. So it's a shame it didn't make the short list. It's a shame that all of them did make the short yeah. list. It was a strong, <laughs> strong list. Yeah, and there were really also some great. very strong names which didn't even get on the long list. Right, right. Okay. A very charming book, What's She Like by Helen O'Hara. Yes. Again, it's one of these great little books. Everyone remembers her from Dexies. Right. What I found interesting was how Dexies went from, in 82, possibly the biggest band in the country, bringing out what everyone thought was a disastrous album three years later. Mm -hmm. But now everyone says, no, that was the Dexies' masterpiece. I don't like I've judged a couple of years back the uh, Pandaren Music Book Prize, and one thing I found that I really liked about the autobiographies always was whether it's Chris Difford, Peggy Seeger, Helen's book, whatever. I love in the autobiographies the youth sections, the, the childhood sections, because yeah. they always do such a great job of painting a picture of their upbringing, and it's usually an upbringing which is so unlike my own. 
and I get such a great picture and flavor of what that era was like and their environment. Yeah, it's like the book that was really good like that was one that was uh, long-listed last year, Will from Echo and the Bunnymen. Mm -hmm. And reading that, you think, God, everyone in the UK of a certain age was going through the same thing, listening to the same bands. And, you know, you speak to people now around my, my age and... We all go on about Charles Shamaru's review of Horses and the Enemy and mm-hmm. Nick Kent's review of Marky Moon. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like an entire generation went out and bought those albums yeah. because they'd read it in the Enemy. That was the power of the press. And we're going to be coming to a, a book that covers that very topic pretty soon. The last on the long list that didn't make it to the short list, unfortunately, is Electric Wizards, A Tapestry of Heavy Music, 1968 to the Present by J.R. Moore. Yeah, I mean, again, what I like about this, it's in the title. Heavy music, not heavy metal. Mm -hmm. So anything that's loud is there. Yeah. Whether it's Black Sabbath or Swamp. Or the Beatles. Or the Beatles, Helder Skelter and things like that, yeah. Yeah, that's why I really liked that book. You know, I'm not a heavy metal fan by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And but I started reading that and I go, oh no, it's not about heavy metal at all. This really covers everything. Yeah, and he takes some time to sort of explain how he's differentiating between heavy metal, hard rock, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's a very interesting, eclectic and unexpected yes, yeah, is, set yeah. of artists and bands that he covers in the book. It's not at all what you'd expect. <laughs> Okay, those are the ones that didn't make the short list. The unlucky ones. Yes, uh, all quality reads, but sadly, no, they did not make the short list. Let's go on to the 2023 Penderin Music Book Prize short list, which was announced on um, March the 13th at the Boogaloo. (laughs) A real standout on that short list is Let's Do It, The Birth of Pop by Bob Stanley. Again, it's one of these books where you imagine Bob coming up with the idea and going to his editor and saying, I want to do a book about pop music before rock and roll. And the editor saying, no, no, no. <laughs> and then uh, you read the book and it's great. It's a wonderful thing in it with all the stuff going on about the BBC at the moment. When uh, World War II broke out in 1939, mm-hmm. BBC said, right, we aren't going to play any music at all. Mm-hmm. And then they shortly realised, no, music is very important to the war effort. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you had people like Cole Porter and all those people whose songs just go on and on and they're still played today. And, yeah. You know, rock and roll did not start with Bill Haley and Elvis Presley. Yeah. And that's what this book shows really, really well. Yeah, there's a lot of great anecdotal detail. Oh, yes, loads. That was unfamiliar to me. Yeah, you know, even when you think you know. I think it's unfamiliar to most people. Yeah. And that's what the great thing about books they they actually teach you something and then you go and bore everyone else. Did you know that? (laughs) Yeah, and it's a bygone era. It's a, it's a, period of time before most of us were born and it's great to have the research and uh, the reference
This was a very interesting book, a very uh, interesting blend of the scientific and the personal, and even the sentimental. The Sound of Being Human, How Music Shapes Our Lives by Jude Rogers. Again, a great book. I mean, Jude starts off with the death of her father when she was four or five years old mm -hmm. and remembering the music they used to listen to together. Yeah. And then she goes on, you know, music at certain times in her life and how it always resonates and everything like that. And then it's a piece of The Observer last week where she's gone on about a eight-year-old son's music and how he makes up playlists and mm -hmm. everything like that. So it just yeah. goes on, on and on. And yeah, that, that was a great, great book as well. The thing that I found most interesting about it was how she interweaved scientific research and yeah. analysis human with, feelings, with yeah. the human emotional response to these things and interweaves it fairly seamlessly. Unlike most people, she doesn't see them as polar opposites no. of the story. They're part of the same story, and she uh, endeavors to really kind of explain the scientific basis of emotions, which is quite a ambitious thing to do. Right. Uh, whatever happened to the C86 kids? I know. An indie odyssey by Nige Tassel. Yeah. There's very, very few of the C86 bands that I actually liked. <laughs> and if I hadn't been given a cold copy of the book, I probably would have never have read it. Mm -hmm. And I read it and I loved it. It's just bands of a certain uh, type. Never really made it, yeah. despite their enemy going on about them. You talk to members now, and they all look back at it in different ways. Oh, we could have been huge, but we had the wrong manager, or we had the wrong record label. Mm -hmm. Then others are quite realistic and say, nah, there was never any interest in us anyway. And the story about Stump is very, very sad. Mm -hmm. The band, someone approaches them and says, now we want to reissue all your music. And they'd lost contact with the lead singer. But the Navy was in Cork, and then all the other members went over to Cork to try and find him. And they did find him, and they played one gig together, and then he told them, by the way, I've got terminal cancer. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's a really, really sad story. Yeah, yeah. There aren't many winners in rock and roll, believe no, it or not, no, kids. No, no. <laughs> That's the uh, part of it you don't often hear about. Uh, yeah, there, there is some song, isn't it, that says rock and roll is a loser's game. I changed my name in search of faith. Okay, <laughs> so these guys are no losers. Uh, 
10,000 Apologies, Fat White Family and the <laughs> Miracle of Failure. Yes. <laughs> Quite a good yeah, title by Adele Stripe and... Lias, or, yeah. Yeah, pardon me if I mispronounce your name, Lias. Uh, Lias Saudwi, Saudwi. Again, it's one of these books, a bit like C86 in a way, where, oh, you know, we get all this coverage of the enemy and everything, but... No one really comes and says, no one really buys our records. Why do we do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a book about, oh, God, probably the best part of 50 years ago now by um, someone who's in a band called the Townsends who did something fairly similar, not quite as over the top as Fat White Family. Yeah. But saying, you know, you appear at Glastonbury, you get your photo of the enemy and everyone thinks you've made it. And he get no, it's not true. We're still struggling. <laughs> I'd make far more money if I was in the civil service. <laughs> I had the experience uh, working with them in the studio once on a uh, on a track. Uh, <laughs> it was an interesting session. <laughs> 